0: Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today's going to be episode 121 of the NeuroEdge podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, especially if you are out there looking to improve your health, improve your wealth, improve your relationships, improve your life, and just overall have a happier, healthier, more abundant, joy-filled, prosperous, loving life. Boom, let's get into it. So the name of today's episode is The Tools for a Better Life. So I recently listened to this audiobook by two guys who are psychiatrists named Barry Michaels and Phil Stutz. And I wasn't expecting a lot. I came across this on a book review website and it was listed as one of the top books. I was like, oh, that sounds like pretty cool. I'll listen to it. I have an audible credit. And so I listened to it and it was so profound that I had to listen to it again. And basically the whole idea is that there are certain tools that we can use in our life to make our life better and to create this framework for living a better life. And there actually is a science to it. So I know I've been in points in my life where I've really struggled internally and mentally with where I'm at, where I'm at in terms of success, where I at, where I'm at in terms of self-worth, where I'm at in terms of relationships that I have with other people. And That is an ongoing process. So you never make it when it comes to those things. It's an ongoing learning process that we are here as incarnated souls in this reality that we are constantly getting better and constantly striving to do better. And there are ups and downs and there are challenges. And part of life is experiencing those challenges and experiencing growth. Unfortunately, a lot of times we get caught up in the moment and those challenges begin to overwhelm us and then lead us to have negative health effects, negative self-talk about how we view ourselves and how we see ourselves in relationship to the world. And then ultimately we can allow ourselves to get in a complete downward spiral mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically to the point where we're out of control. And then all of a sudden we aren't loving ourselves. We aren't loving the people around us and we're not living in a state of joy and abundance. And I believe that, we are here right now on this earth for a very specific purpose and we should make the best of whatever it is. I was listening to another podcast the other day about a guy that was a missionary that got stuck in a Russian concentration camp for 23 years. And he prayed every single day for 23 years and ministered to the people around him. How powerful that is to know that you may never be getting out of something, but that you choose to have a positive attitude about what you're doing every day. So, That being said, today is going to be an in-depth analysis of this book and the tools that they talk about in the book and then how I am trying to apply those tools in my own life and how hopefully you can apply those tools in your life either or as well. So if you don't have time to read the book, this will be a good little synopsis and summary and then also practical takeaway that you can apply going into your own life. So before I jump on into everything, don't forget to check out the podcast link description, all that stuff for the group. And also, I would just ask you, if you get any sort of value with this podcast, leave a review, let me know what you think, and your feedback helps make it better and helps make it more of a community-driven project, which is what my goal is with this at the end of the day, is to make it all about community and the people that I am serving and trying to help through the words that I say and speak when I'm doing this. So anyway, that being said, let's jump on into it. And get to find out some of these tools. So here is the cover of the book, The Tools. Five tools that help you find courage, creativity, and willpower and inspire you to live life in forward motion. And I will definitely say after reading this that that is very true and sounds kind of surface level. We'll get into the nitty gritty of what that means. So what is tool number one when it comes to this book? So tool number one they call is the reversal of desire, and they have this framework for looking at all these tools as coming from a higher force, and I believe that would be God, but you can call it whatever you want to, and the higher force from this is going to be forward motion, and so basically the reversal of desire kind of orients itself as such. We all tend to avoid emotional pain, so this is not good. It dramatically limits our potential. Well, that hit me like a ton of bricks when I started reading this book. Because obviously, yes, we all avoid emotional pain. Some of us acknowledge it and some of us don't. However, when we avoid this emotional pain, it's not good because it dramatically limits our potential. And so if we want to have a shot at actualizing our potential, we need to reverse our desire. And rather than crawl up in a little ball and try to avoid pain, we want to discipline ourselves to get excited about the challenges in our lives. And again, this hit me like a ton of bricks because I think how many times in my life am I always moving away from pain? Oh, I just want everything to be easy and I just wanna chill out and relax and not make things tough. Rather than flipping that on its head and embracing the challenge and know that the challenge is gonna be tough, but that it's going to make us better and that we can see through challenge we actually become so much more powerful We need to know that our infinite potential exists on the other side of our comfort zones. And the only way to break through that infinite potential is to bring on the pain, learn to love it, and use it to catalyze our growth. And I know this is something that I talk about in the podcast, but this is really cool and exciting to encapsulate this into just the the distilled parts of what it is. If we can reverse our desire, we remove ourselves from being crawling up in a little ball and avoiding pain and getting excited about going outside of our comfort zone. The call to adventure and the real joy to life is on the other side of the comfort zone. So it is pushing yourself outside of the things that you don't want to do. And we need to use it to catalyze our growth as a catalyst for growth. So again, nothing that I didn't know intellectually, but when you go through these and then you see areas in your life that you're doing this and you're, kind of doing it unconsciously where you're avoiding pain to consciously push through those things is something that's very important. And again, it's a constant reinforcing of that each and every day, week, and month of your life. Tool number two is active love. And this is something also that I have been convicted of doing myself. So in terms of the higher force, this is gonna be an outflow from the higher force. And basically, have you ever been stuck in a mental loop? When you're looping around in your head again and again and about all the same things that someone has done to annoy you. And Stutz and Michaels call this the maze. So it's kind of when we get stuck on this loop, kind of like when a CD skips and it's stuck on a loop or something is just playing over and over again. And so we want to notice when we're actually stuck in this maze and how to get out. And the way to do this is through the use of active love. So what we do is focus our heart and rather than mentally beat the person up who's annoying us or causing us pain. You beam them love. So you just visualize, and I've heard this called the love bubble, but you just visualize the person in your life that's causing you pain, trauma, stress, whatever it is, and you just send them love. Now, at first, it's going to seem very counterintuitive because you're going to think, I hate this person, or I don't like this person, or I'm annoyed by this person. The moment that you visualize that person in your head and you start beaming love to them, I know it sounds kind of woo-woo, sounds kind of weird, but just do it, and you pray for them, and you beam love to them, All of a sudden, you are sending ripple effects in the frequency of the world that is demonstrating love to that person and also love to yourself. So, this is something that you have to do actively and you really need to focus on doing. And even if it's just someone cutting you off in traffic, and the moment you stop yourself from getting upset at that person, and then you just send love to that person, you are actually changing the ethereal nature of the universe around you. And that's why this tool is so powerful. Moving along, tool number three is inner authority. And the higher force of this is self-expression. So Stutz and Michaels basically have this idea of the shadow. So our shadow is the part of us that we despise most and prefer to hide from the world. And their recommendation is we need to bring that dark shadow to light. So without integrating these aspects of ourselves we're ashamed of, we can't fully trust ourselves and express ourselves with authority. And so when we're suppressing all the areas of ourself that we can't stand, that we have these insecurities and low confidence about, that's actually inhibiting our self-expression. So whether it's afraid, you're afraid to talk to strangers, whether you feel that you're not good looking, whatever it is, that's going to inhibit the potential you're trying to reach. So Stutz and Michaels, they help us create a living embodiment of that shadow self and call it up when we feel fear in front of people. And the example of this is in the book, he talks about him giving a speech and he froze up during the speech and then all of a sudden he thought of the 14-year-old version of himself who was the smallest kid in high school and terrified of most things. And he teamed up with that version of himself. So basically what you're doing with this idea of the shadows, you're taking the deepest, darkest parts and the depths of your soul that you don't like about yourself or that that version of yourself that you can't stand, that, that like drives you mad that you wish you could change and then you're bringing yourself a meeting, that part of yourself, and you're using it to conquer whatever it is. And when you do that, you have so much more self-love, but then you're also demonstrating the authority over yourself where you have control over that. And that side of yourself doesn't rule you and it doesn't control you anymore. You all of a sudden become one with that and you have control over it so that you can make yourself go through the challenge of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And then again, as we saw with the comfort zone, Tool one, when you're reversing desire and you're moving through that, progress, change, and development is on the other side of the comfort zone. And part of that, we need to have this inner authority. Tool number four is the grateful flow. And obviously, everybody talks about gratitude. It's real trinity to talk about gratitude. But the higher force from this is otherwise known as the source. So if we ever feel depressed, overwhelmed, or just feeling like we're down in the dumps, it's time to connect to source by getting our grateful flow on. And so at this stage, in this tool, we all know that gratitude is scientifically proven to boost our mood. But Stutz and Michaels say, if there is a key to influencing the future, it's through bold action. And unless you can control your mind, you're spiritually immature. And then they take us to the next level by making conjuring gratitude a fine art. So we need to discipline our mind to always see the amazing thing in life and get our grateful flow going. There's no better way to connect a source of all higher forces, joy, love, and all things good than having gratitude. So understand how impactful gratitude is. I feel convicted of this myself just because the last few days. I've been down on myself, and a lot of times it happens when I'm really busy, and I stop actually thinking about how much I have to be thankful for, because if you're here in America, you have something to be thankful for. If you have a house to live in, if you have food to eat, you have something to be thankful for, and you can always build off of that, and if you stop looking at what you don't have and start looking at all the things that you do have, all of a sudden, opportunity opens up around you to do amazing things that people in history would have killed to be able to do. So I think, again, this is one of the most important things. Obviously you hear this and I used to hear this and be like, oh yeah, grateful, blah, 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 whatever. But when you truly sit down and go introspective and think about all the things you have thankful, thankful for, it will start to change your worldview about how you see the world. Now, tool number five is going to be what they call jeopardy. And this gets lumped into the higher force known as willpower. So Jeopardy is kind of like the overarching tool of all the tools. And so all these other tools are nice, but they are very difficult to implement. I think everybody can agree with that. So Stutz and Michaels make the point that we all want to be exonerated from future work. So we want to tap into the magic secret that allows us to be done with the hard work thing once and for right? We want to make it. We want to make it to that point where you don't have to worry about doing all this stuff. We want to retire. We want to just relax and work hard and then be done with it forever. However, we need willpower if we want to actualize our goals. So this tool leans into the Jeopardy game show soundtrack to remind us that his time is ticking and you need to respond to life now. So imagine yourself on your deathbed. You have no more moments in life left to live. It's all about to happen. You're done. That version of you wishes you would have finally done the things that you know are best for you. And so thus, the jeopardy tool is born that we tap into our ultimate power which is willpower to understand that life is finite to understand that life is not infinite to understand that we have very limited time here and think about the jeopardy clock that is ticking we need the willpower to push us to beat up against that clock to get the things done that we know we should be doing while we're here And that's why willpower is the most important one because we have to draw on that in order to do all those other things. You need the willpower to be able to force yourself to do those things. And then once you do that, they become much easier to implement. And then to talk about some more topics that they went over that I thought were really impactful. So they went over this idea of the consumer versus the creator. So they say in the book, these forces can't be found on the surface of life, they are found in this depth. creator's energy must have the singular focus of a drill boring through stone. As difficult as that is, a creator is rewarded many times over for his efforts. I know in my life when I am creating versus consuming, everything goes better. I am happier, I am healthier, I am wealthier, I have better relationships with people when I am creating. When I'm consuming, when I am watching TV, when I'm watching other people do stuff, when I'm not focused and intent intentful with the actions that I'm doing in my life, my life is worse. And so think about in that in your life. It doesn't have to be 100% of the time. What percent of your life though are you creating something? Are you focused on conscious creation around something that you're passionate about, around something that helps make the world around you better? So think about that. Are you a consumer or a creator? And when you are consciously creating, your life will be rewarded many times over, I can assure you that. It may not seem like it at first, but keep doing it. Do it and do it and do it and use that willpower to do it over again. It's also important to remember that we are all works in progress, so we never make it. To be whole, we need to stay connected to something beyond ourselves. The constant effort that requires that that requires means that a human being can never be more than a work in progress. We are always a work in progress. So you see a really rich guy driving a Lamborghini work in progress. You see a really poor guy begging on the side of the streets, work in progress. You see someone that's really good at their job, work in progress. Everybody is a work in progress. And if you take that framework and lens and understanding for your life, you're understanding it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail because we're all works in progress and we're all trying to get to a better place and embrace that and understand that the only thing that's constant is that we are a work in progress. And one of the last things they talked about is refusing to live a limited life. They say because they avoid nothing, they can pursue their highest aspirations. They seem more alive than the rest of us. And they're referencing people that refuse to live a limited life. And so think about that. Are you limiting yourself in any certain area or any certain aspect right now? Are there things that you want to do deep down in your heart of hearts, but you just don't get around to? Are you ignoring the call to adventure? Are you setting aside the things you know in life for safety, security, or what your parents want for you, what your spouse wants you, or for what other people around you want? Or are you living an abundant life that is exciting and filled with the most amazing things that can happen in the world? So think about that. And that's one thing that I am challenging myself to do, is to think bigger and not live a limited life. And being plugged in. So do you have a personal problem? That simply means you've lost your connection to a higher force the solution, plug back into that higher force. At the end of the day, all these tools relate back to the fact that we have to be connected to a higher force in order to operate in this plane and understand these things. If you are not connected to the higher force for which I believe would we would call God, you're not gonna be able to do these things consistently and your life is gonna be full of ups and downs and going back and forth of wrestling with these topics. When you are connected with the higher force, All of these things become very easy to do and they become streamlined and they just build upon themselves and they get better and better and better and better at everything that happens in your life. Does it not not mean you're going to face challenges? Absolutely not. But it does mean when you face those challenges, you're going to embrace them and conquer them and run through them like a brick, a person running through a, a bulldozer running over a brick wall. So are you plugged in to the higher force? Think about that. And then lead the way. So they say in the book to help you become a creator, this book has done more to this book has to do more than convey ideas. It has to awaken higher forces inside you. To keep those forces vital, you will have to use the tools long after you finish reading it. In fact, for the rest of your life. That's our ultimate goal with this book for you to maintain it an undending relationship with higher forces. Call us crazy, but nothing less will satisfy us. And if you aspire to be a creator, nothing less will satisfy you. So Are you going to use these tools for your life? Are you continually going to reconnect with the creator above you and then also become the creator inside? And so I close it out with one of their quotes. Real happiness is the constraint, is the constant, excuse me, real happiness is the constant presence of higher forces in our lives. So that being said, do you have, the presence of higher force in your lives constantly. That is what is going to help us live a better life, help us be more abundant and help us fulfill and achieve all the things that we want to. And more importantly, understand why we're here and what our purpose is for being here. So that was the tools. Hopefully that was helpful and maybe save you the time to read the book. I still highly recommend going and reading the book or doing like I did and listening to the audio book. So go check it out and let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you try any of these mechanisms. And again, this is a really cool framework for understanding how we live our life and how we can condense a lot of the abstract metaphysical things that we experience that we know are there, but sometimes it's hard for us to put a finger on to kind of categorize those and understand how we can use them and how we can live better. So As always, my sincerest gratitude goes out to you for listening to this. I really appreciate your time for tuning in today to make yourself better. If you have any feedback, let me know. I look forward to seeing your review or seeing your comments, all that stuff. And I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.